This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Albertsons, it's just better. Dutch Bros of Boise and experience guaranteed to satisfy. Peterson Chevrolet, satisfy your love to drive. Comet Dry Cleaners, it's the best. The Wellness Center of Boise, to do well, you have to be well. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Each week we will have in-depth conversations with leaders in sports, business, and within the community. Through conversations with these leaders, we will examine the importance of creating a game plan to succeed in all areas of life. It will be interesting to learn the principles, practices, and priorities that each individual incorporates into the biggest game of all, the game of life. My mantra is, no game plan, no victory. So let's welcome today's special guest, Carolyn Holly. Many of you know Carolyn. Uh, you've seen her on TV, on KTVB Channel 7. She was an anchor for them for how many years, Carolyn? Oh, Coach, 33 fabulous years. Well, they were they were tremendous. And we, we sure appreciate you taking time out today, Carolyn, to, to join us. And I uh, want you to go back and let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper back into those 33 years. And tell us how it got started and, 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 and what... What was important to you along the way, and, and what reflections do you have after a great career like that? Well, I'm so thankful I landed in Idaho. Truly, right after graduation, uh, which I went to Oregon State University, graduated in uh, broadcasting, I had a job two days before I graduated. I mean, it was the most fantastic thing in the world, and I worked for the NBC affiliate in Portland as a, get this coach, gopher. <laughs> go for this, go for that. Yep. Could that be the lowest person on the totem pole that's in a newsroom? You, that's where you start. I loved it. And that's where you start learning everything about a newsroom. So I bring that up because I think it's important that um, no matter where you start in life to have dreams. So my dream, of course, was to be a full-time reporter and uh, the NBC affiliate in Idaho Falls. Mm. came a call and I actually searched them out right. to tell you the mm -hmm. truth back in the day we would send tapes out you know they don't do anything like that anymore but luckily as a gopher I had gotten to know uh, some of the anchors at that NBC affiliate in Portland and they let me put together stories on Friday night at 11 o'clock for wow. that newscast so I had this wonderful professional tape I landed in Idaho Falls um not knowing that this was going to happen, I met the man of my dreams, mm -hmm. followed him to Boise, Idaho, 34 years ago, and we've been married for 33 years. Um, and that's what brought me partially to KTVB. But coach, I have to tell you, when I was at Oregon State University, which was a fantastic broadcasting program there, and a fantastic university, I had heard of KTVB and what a great place it would be to work. And um, boy, it didn't let me down over those 33 years. Well, you sure did a, a wonderful job and many people in the community were just really appreciative of the job you did. We're pulling a switcheroo on Carolyn today because for those 33 years, she was interviewing everybody else. <laughs> and so we're, we're turning the tables on her and we're gonna find out uh, more about her and her life. 
Carolyn, you've moved on into a second career now. Tell us about that. I have. Um, it's so worthwhile. So thank you for bringing that up. First of all, I did retire from a career. And it's very important you talk about that because I thought long and hard about if I was going to make a move or not. Um, and I decided I was I was very happy. And it was time and everything I wanted to accomplish in TV had happened. So when St. Alphonsus mm-hmm. came a call in, um, I became their vice president mm-hmm. of marketing, communications and public relations for the system. So I'm over four hospitals from Curtis, where you know, kind of the mothership there right, right on Curtis, right, our, yeah. our really large hospital, to our Nampa facility, which we're putting in a replacement hospital, which will open in 2017, right on the interstate, you probably see a lot of that construction to our hospital in Ontario and our hospital in Baker City that I get to oversee the communications, marketing, and public relations for the system hospitals. Wow, that's a great fit. That's Thank a you. great fit. I know you'll do a wonderful job there, Carolyn. Um, let's talk a little bit about your family, too, because mm. sometimes a professional person, um, you know, you don't get to hear about their family and their personal life uh, as much. But tell us about your family. Well, they're very important to me. In fact, um, when I give speeches, I always try to let everybody know the first thing that you probably want to know about Carolyn Holly is she's a mom. Yep. And I'm so proud of that. Um, Again, when I go back to uh, my husband, David, met him 33 years ago, I married into an already made family. It was fantastic. There were already four children. We have six children. And 15 grandchildren. Oh, wow. And um, just love it. How, how could life be any better than to have a family that size? Um, and people look at me like, how can that be? Well, it is possible, and they're all going every direction. But what you would love, and I think you know about us, we're pretty competitive with yep. each other. We love sports. We love um, participating, whether it's a card game we're competing at or if we're on the uh, diamond or on the basketball court. So sports has been a huge part of all of us. As as we get together, that's what we do. And as a mom, I want to tell you that, yes, I am and I've always been a professional, but all of my leaders who I've worked for have always known Family comes first. And I have a lot of philosophy on that. I feel like you earn that right. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you put everything you can in at your workplace, when you go 110 to 120%, when the time comes that you need them to do something for you, so in case you want to be at a sporting event or something like that, they say, sure, they know you've earned it. So I've worked at that a lot. I was probably, I know I was the first anchor in the state of Idaho to go to a split shift. I did a noon show and a 10 p.m. show wow. that I anchored. And I did that because I knew I wanted to be home in the morning with yep. the boys. Yep. It was really important. My um, husband grew up in a farming community where they had hot breakfast every day. And mm. and he talked about that, how important that was that time. So I had that with the boys. wanted to be home after school. Yep. Very important time yep. with, to be with them. And I wanted to be at all their games as well. And so I would do all of that. And then I'd run back about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night mm-hmm. and get ready for my 10 o'clock show for um, our viewers right. at that time. No regrets. No regrets, coach at all. Loved all of it. Well, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think you've answered my next question a little bit, but uh, I want to spend uh, just a little more time with it. So how do you balance in your mm-hmm game plan. How do you balance the the family life, the career life? And and you've shared how you did a split shift and how you 
in the mornings and and you were there after school and and uh but how did you initially get to that balance that is such a good question i think it's something that mothers and fathers um deal with all the time how are we going to do it all boy as i think back i'll tell you this this is a story i don't think i've told publicly yet but um my oldest, I was out of the six. Mine right. are the last two. Right. He was in fifth grade, and I'd been so involved in volunteering in their schools. I always came in and read. I mean, I would volunteer three days a week in the schools, and I'd take my little guy, who by that time was a kindergartner, with me. And um, his fifth grade teacher came to me and said, you know what, Colby, that son, he told me the other day, my mom's never really around. And I thought, what are you talking about, son? I come in here and volunteer for you. I get to know your friends. I get to know your teachers. But at that time, um, I was going into work at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and getting off at 11. And I thought, what am I going to do? I have one shot at this. My heart told me I needed to make some decisions. And I thought, I love what I do. Not only do I love it, but I needed to do it for financial reasons as well. I needed to have a job and to have one that you loved as much as I did, but I loved those kids more. I loved my family more. And so I literally sat down with my husband. You've heard how people do this before. You make two columns, the pros and cons. And he said, well, why don't you try something like this? Why don't you try taking off a couple of hours in the afternoon? Tell them how you could fill a role for them in an anchor position earlier in the day and keep that wonderful 10 o'clock anchor position as well. So I went through my pros and cons, Mm -hmm. had them all written down, very truthful, very transparent. What would work for KTVB? What might not work if I wasn't there? Presented it to my general manager, We talked to a couple of other employees who would be affected by some changes in my hours, and they agreed to it. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? So uh, you don't just think about yourself in that situation. What do I need? What does my family need? You need to think about your employer as well. How can you still bring value to them, but also think about these could be the roadblocks. How can we get over them? And when I did have my column where how could this maybe negatively uh, affect Channel 7, I also came with answers. Yeah. I think that's very important to try to form answers for your employer as well. Just don't put it in their lap. And man, I did that from the time, let's see, Kevin was what, six six years old till <laughs> <laughs> Till what? Um, he was about 22 or 23. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it never, you know, coach, it's never been a job. It's been kind of a lifestyle for me. You set your own game plan and you considered all parties, all things, mm-hmm. and then you came up with a game plan. And that's exactly what this show is all about. How do we do those kind of things? How do we balance, or maybe a better word is blend. How do we blend it all to make it work? And, and family, of course, has is, is got to be number one. Mm-hmm. You know, in my book, the three most important things in life are faith, family, and football. <laughs> there you go. Just, just kidding. But, but I bet it's sometimes well, it's been that way. sometimes it's yes. been that way. But, but obviously, I've been out of the, 
out of that game now for about 15, 16 years. So, but it's it's still important because it's the development of young people. And I know that that in your work, you've always cared about the people and and what are they doing and what impact is it having and what influence is it having. And uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I, as you were talking about, and and really until you just had my light bulb go on, I didn't realize I had created a game plan, Coach. So thank you. That even helps me articulate it even more. And and of course, that's the basis of your program Mm -hmm. right here. Um, And one thing I wanted to add to that, and maybe this is where I talk about people as well, but one thing I want to add is that, and my husband has really Mm -hmm. taught me this, is that you have to believe in what you want to do. You have to be feed in, Body in, mind in, soul in, faith in, and everything you want to do. Because when you believe in something that much, then it's obvious. Your body language is obvious. Your tone is obvious. Your actions are obvious. Another thing he taught me about probably coming up with a game plan now as I'm thinking about this is that there's always, if there's a will, there's always a way. Sure. You know, even if it means you have to go up and around that problem to the side, under, through it, mm-hmm. if you are determined and it's the right thing to do, it will happen. So being 100% in and not having those doubts. And when you have those doubts, then you ask yourself those questions. Why am I doubting this? Is it really the right thing for me? Is it the right thing for my employer at the time? Right. But I can tell you, I also, here's another thing. I didn't make any ultimatums either to my right. employer. That was really important to me. I didn't say it was going to be this or that. Right. Which which I believe in a game plan means that you go in and you want to you want all parties mm-hmm. to work together. Mm-hmm. Those are important things. That's important to me about people. I am a huge team player. Absolutely. There is no I in team. You've heard that before. You cannot do it by yourself. Mm. And um so when you ask me about people, I love people. I, I truly do. I, I'm really, in life, I'm a cheerleader. Yep. I love to cheer people on, get them to where they can be the best they can be, make their day the greatest it can be, and then I accept the role of a leader. Yep. Yep. So in that sense, I love being a cheerleader in life, and that's the way I love to approach projects. Um, my staff, my new staff that I have now through the St. Alphonsus Health System, but it's really how I've approached life as well. I've led plenty of Little League fundraisers right. Right. where I love being the leader. But I needed my worker bees to get the work done, and I appreciate them so much. Well, Carolyn, over the years that I've known you, and I've been on your show uh, a few times too, but uh, you know, one thing that that, that I'll share with you that uh, we've all heard that there's no I in team, but I'm going to challenge that a little bit. The I that's in team is interdependent. Hmm. And this is this is what you're talking about. We depend on each other. It's a team. And you've been a, a team player with passion and with class. And I think that really goes a long way, that combination. So uh, hats off to you, Carolyn, for all you've done for so many over the years. And I know you're not done by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Still got a got a lot of juice to go on yet. So we're going to be uh, be watching you as you as you move forward. Well, my next question, I, and I, you know, there's maybe not room with all you're doing for this, but what does Carolyn like to do for recreation and relaxation? <laughs> I mean, you've already talked about from, from sun up until midnight you ha- in the past, but what does Carolyn like to do? If she's got some time, what, what, is, what does Carolyn do with it? I love to be physically active. Yeah. 
Um, it's so important to me, uh, again, mind, body, and soul. When you're physically active, it really puts balance into all of those facets of the human being. Um, some people could call me a gym rat, yeah. which is just, I'm not a gym rat in the sense of I go and spend hours and hours at the gym, but I truly get anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes in a day at the gym. I love starting my day that way. And um, with my new job, my new career, I had to really do a body clock change because I was used to working out at like, I don't know, 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning. Right. Now I work out at 5.30. Wow. I love it. I love to start my way, my day that way. Um, if you ask me about my hobbies, I'll tell you the same thing my mother told everybody. My hobby is my family. Yep. And we've talked about that. No better hobby. No, it, it truly is um, my family. But I've supplemented that a little bit since everybody, a lot of them have grown up and are out of sports now because I, I'll be at any ballpark, any mm -hmm. uh, basketball court, any football field, softball field to watch them. And I should include, I'll be at their dance recitals and yep. their vocal recitals yep. as well. But um, last summer was pretty cool. I've spent my life as a baseball mom, which meant every spring and summer I was at the baseball field through Little League up to when the boys graduated from college. So I had my first spring and summer off. Hmm. And I looked out and discovered something in our community that I'd never even noticed before. Skip, you're just gonna, you're gonna laugh at me on this one. The Boise foothills. Yep. I started hiking in the Boise foothills. I got a hold of um, Steve Stubner's book. He's got a great one about trails up yep, there. So I yep. kind of knew where I was going. One son had brought me home a mountain bike. Now, I don't ride in the foothills, but I ride that mountain bike down to the trailhead, lock it up, and I just start. I just started hiking again, or for the first time, really, and discovering a whole new view of this beautiful community. Yep, yep. So I love that. I You get a little um, biking in, you get the heart going while you're down there, and then yep. you truly, you know, I, of course, I talk about being competitive. Yep. I take the same trail sometimes and see if I could cut out five minutes or there not on that hike. And, you know, it's just my own little game that I play with myself. But anyway, that's that's really been my new hobby. If I don't have a game to go to or if the family doesn't have me or need me for yep. something, yep. is I'll be up in the foothills hiking. Oh, that's Love it. great. Well, I've seen you on the ski slopes, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you like to, in the winter, get up and, and, and dash down the hill a little bit, too, don't you? Yeah, we do. But don't we live in a beautiful oh, place to yeah, do all yeah. of that? And, it, it, you know, it's so wonderful. I was thinking about how the river's running really uh, fast and hard right now. We're really lucky we've had a good uh, snowmelt going on, and that will continue with that. But I love all that. I was yeah. down on the Greenbelt this weekend, and it was... Uh, cut off in a few places because oh, the water yeah. was so high oh, but yeah, yeah i love i love everything i think we do live in one of the yeah. finest communities to raise a family yeah. first of all and i'm very happy that a lot of um our children are happen to be able to come back now and that there are employment opportunities for them oh yeah mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. you mentioned uh, competitiveness <laughs> you know that's what makes the world go round, and and we need people that will compete, compete in the things that matter too. You know that that by golly, this this is important, and I've got a passion for it, and I'm I'm going to do it, and I'm going to model that for the for the young people, for my children and other young people, because we really need that in this country. We need a model of of how to do things right and how to work hard and play and enjoy ourselves. You know, we got to have fun too. You know? And you seem like you've always got a lot of fun going on with whatever it is you're doing. Well, amen to all of that you're yeah. talking about. I agree with you. I guess this is the way I look at competition. It's competing with myself. Sure. 
I feel like I have a chance to be a better person every day. And I often, if not every night, when I lay my head on the pillow, mm-hmm. I ask myself this, how did I make this world a better place right. today? How did I help someone else? Mm-hmm. How did I increase my skill set? Did I make someone smile that their day wasn't right. very bright that day? That's a way to compete within Absolutely. yourself. And it really does draw others towards you who want to be that same type of person. And so I, when I talk about competition, even though I tease about the family, we competed everything we do. It's truly about competing within ourselves within. to be better, mm-hmm. to be better at yeah. what we are. We have a chance every day we're breathing and we're alive. We can be better. The will to win comes from within, mm-hmm. and, and we all want to win, and we, we need to do what it takes and do it to the best of our abilities. Well, Carolyn, let's, let's shift gears just a bit here. I want to ask you a little bit about what role your faith has played in all this. Now, you've been a very active woman. You've been, you know, fam, big family, great career, lots of visibility. What role has faith played through all of this? Faith has been there from the beginning. Um, I love when I think back of my childhood and faith because Mm -hmm. um, my whole family, and this is not going to surprise anybody, are all singers. Mm. And so we were in the junior choir, my brother and I, and maybe one sister, I can't remember, because in the senior choir at church would be my mother and um, another sister, and my dad would be the chaperone, getting us to all the services up and back. And then the one thing I always loved about church was how we always had the family dinner afterwards. I um, I think that's so important now, to have that family dinner together. So faith to me has, I was brought up in the church, Mm-hmm. Lutheran Church. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing about it, I was baptized, confirmed, and married in the same church, the same neighborhood church. Wow. That is really special when I look back. Um, now um, we share that with our family. Um, it's really important. It's really the cornerstone of um, how we get along in our day, how, how, how we treat others. Mm-hmm. We've talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, I have one son who's really kind of branching out, out on his own, the youngest one, looking at different churches. I think that's wonderful. Sure. He's exploring yep. all avenues. And then um, I just want to point out, I, I, it's been so special, especially my orientation at St. Alphonsus Hospital. We are faith-based. Right. Um, we're with the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And um, the first day of or, uh, new employee orientation, the first eight hours was all spent on our mission. Yep. And our core values. Right, Not one thing about how do you sign up, mm-hmm. uh, what's your password, uh, fill out, um, how many people you want to deduct on your IRS form or anything that. It was all about the mission, which yep. is to um, care for the underserved and the poor, right. and about our core values. And that we need to the, do that within these walls so that we can do it outside of the walls as well. So it's really, really meant a lot to me. Well, terrific. The core values are the the cornerstone to what it is you're doing, and and you gotta start there. And and I think you're, you're in a place where that's very important for sure. 
Well, we've got just a, a couple of minutes left. I want to just get your take on something that we all struggle with, and and, and obviously um, the challenges we face in life, and, and everybody's got a different set of them, but challenges or facing adversity, how has Carolyn handled those things in her life? Wow. I guess I, I look at the world as if it's an open... Uh, the shell is open for the uh, oyster shell, I would say. I, I, I have to think about facing it. I never see a lot of things in life that I can't handle. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, Coach. Sure I, I really look at the world as, let's go for it. Yeah. I guess um, when I face those situations, the first thing is, is really what I learned from my family. My mom and dad is always take the high road. Yep. You can never lose right. by taking the high road. Yep. Um, something that you said um, that I think I've really modeled for my mom, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. that what a gift she gave me was class. Yes. Um, treat others as you would yep. like to be treated. Yep. Um, and then communicate. Communication. Communication, yep. because so often it's something that's mis- been misunderstood that creates that tension. Yeah. I think being a great communicator, um, not having, here's another thing. And I learned this, um, from a manager in this community. And he said to me, don't have the third party conversation when there's stress inside between two people. And what that means is he gave this example. So you're taught, he said, so you're talking to your wife at, and you're just finishing up everything at work, and she wants you to go to the store and pick up some eggs on the way home. Okay, bacon, eggs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe a steak for dinner. And you just want to get home. So by the time you get home, that request has turned into a big argument about, well, you don't have time for me, blah, 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 when it really isn't what the conversation was about in the first place. So keep that conversation between the two people and the issue, and don't bring in the so-called third party party. to that. So he talked a lot about that, I remember, when I I, I did, before I assumed this position, I talked to a lot of leaders in our community about their managing style, and that was one thing I learned from him. But I'll go back to the... Really, take the high road. Take the high road. Great words, Carolyn. Listen, it's been a real pleasure having you with us today, and we want to wish you nothing but the very best as, you, as you're in your new career. And, and one thing's for sure, you're going to continue to influence and be a role model in this community. Thank you for that. Thank you, Coach, Thank for you. having me on as Thank your you, guest. Thank you, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Join us next week as Skip talks to former NFL quarterback and Capitol High School legend Jake Plummer right here on Game Plan for Life. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Hawley inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. And remember, no game plan, no victory. Have a great weekend.